and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I believe, I adore, I hope and I love thee and I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope and do not love thee. Now that's one of my favorite little prayers that the angel of peace, the angel of Portugal, gave to the three young seers in 1916 at Fatima. Beautiful prayer. I just pray it as a mantra. Um, Wonderful. So we are continuing today with the errors of Russia because a lady told the children on the 13th of July 1917 that if people did not change their ways, the errors of Russia would spread throughout the whole world. And so just a few months later, you had the Russian Revolution and what did it bring in? Communism. And so some of the things with communism... Uh, what did it propose? Well, of course, you've got uh, abolishing private property. That is probably the biggest plank. Abolishing inheritance, increasing taxes, woman and work, that is no work, no value, state education, uh, getting people onto government benefits, state-controlled everything, businesses, etc, etc, etc. So that was some of the things that they proposed. Now, the author Walsh, very famous author, he interviewed Sister Lucia in around 1946 for his book on Fatima, and he was very perplexed. Will communism spread to the whole world? Yes, she said. To the USA? Yes, she said. But of course, it's not called communism these days. It's called socialism, progressivism, liberalism, even democracy. So these people, they are actually part of the culture of death because one of the key planks in their manifesto these days, of course, is abortion and abortion right up to 40 weeks. And in fact, the baby can be born alive And then they can have a discussion with the mother, do you want to keep this baby? So that's infanticide. And they talk about reproductive rights. Well, nothing is being reproduced here. But you might say, but I don't support abortion. Well, if you voted for a party, like the New Zealand Labour Party, that supports abortion up to 40 weeks, um, then you do support abortion. Now, I wanted to speak to the Select Committee. I've spoken at the Genetic Modification Select Committee, Auckland Super City Committee, um, Royal Commission, I should say, and the Select Committee for Euthanasia. But I wasn't able to. It was rushed through. And what I wanted to actually say, uh, in fact, I would say nothing for about a minute. I would simply look at the committee members And then when they said, what, are you going to say something? And I would say, I'm just looking at you to try and get my head around how in just two generations, since 1973, when abortion was legalized, we have accepted as normal that babies now up to 40 weeks can be killed in their mother's womb. What has happened to our humanity 
something has gone seriously wrong in our souls if we think this is okay. And unless you have actually witnessed an abortion, say from 10 to 40 weeks, you have no right to decide what is going to happen for this nation on the issue. That's what I wanted to say to them, but I didn't get the chance. And talking about the culture of death, Malcolm Muggeridge in 1987 gave a, a talk called The Great Liberal Death Wish. And he said it only takes about 30 years to turn a war crime, the Holocaust, into an act of compassion, that is, euthanasia. And he suspected that in, say, 30 years' time, governments would support it because they don't want to pay for the care of the elderly. And I would suggest that that is really the underlying issue. They don't. And in fact, in the Netherlands, a couple of years ago, I'm not sure if it's passed yet, it may have, they were proposing, these militant pro-euthanasia people, that everyone on their 70th birthday were given a suicide pill. Basically, you've had your three score and ten, you've had a fair innings, and now do us a favour and it's out. This is why today I'm going to continue uh, talking about the US elections. Now last week I mentioned a lot of things which you will not see on mainstream media because there is like a blackout on information a censorship as far as they're concerned president-elect Biden was duly elected even Pope Francis has congratulated him even the US Bishops Conference has congratulated president-elect Biden but in fact that is not the case one of Trump's lawyers Sidney Powell said that in fact Trump won by a landslide and she says I say nothing that I cannot prove and she said the proof of election fraud is so great that it's like coming through a fire hose so you've got a whole lot of brave patriot people who have come forward and they're talking about not a singular type of vote fraud but it's a systematic it's a pattern which repeats itself um, over and over. Now, I'm going to quote here from um, Mayor Giuliani. They call him Mayor Giuliani because he was the mayor that uh, was able to take the US through 9-11. He was the investigator, attorney general at one point, and he took on the mafia. So he's no lightweight. And he's a very brave man. And so is Sidney Powell because they know that by speaking against the Democrats, their future career could actually just about be over. So what um, Mayor Giuliani said, that there was a, such extensive voter fraud, it's, it's quite ridiculous. Um, they focus primarily on the big cities which were controlled by the Democrats. And some of them, like Philadelphia, have actually a long history of election corruption. In fact, a few weeks ago, uh, they were 
There was convictions of voter fraud and even a few weeks before that, the same thing. In fact, up to the last 60 years, there has been um, voter fraud in the elections in that area. Detroit was controlled by the Democrats and there they have complete control over the electoral or the election board and that's um, very, very significant. Now, in Pennsylvania, the margin for Biden is 69,000 but uh, at this point there are 683,000 ballots which had no inspection and they of course the mail-in ballots which must be inspected as uh, Rudy Giuliani said it's like the, and when the mail-in ballots come in they have to be opened in front of a Republican and a Democrat so that they can actually see and authenticate uh, that that ballot has been filled out correctly because as he said once it comes out of the envelope which has the name and the address and the precinct etc that's thrown away and there is no record from that point on of the validity of that ballot. Now, Sydney Powell, as I said, I mentioned her. She's one of Trump's lawyers. Um, she's talking about the fire hose of information. There were um, votes from thousands of out-of-state people, uh, dead voters, people between the ages of 100 and 120. There were, um, on election night, Certainly when I was watching, Trump was ahead in one state by 800,000 and that was in Pennsylvania and suddenly at about 11.30 in three swing states, the voting stopped. It just stopped. That's fine. And so in the morning, suddenly, somehow, Trump didn't get another vote but Biden had mysteriously got hundreds of thousands of votes Overnight, if you see the graph, it just went straight up, and uh, Trump got nothing. That graph was all over the internet in the week after the election. You'd be lucky to find that now because of the censorship. Now, President Jimmy Carter said years ago he warned that mail ballots would be particularly susceptible to fraud, and that the US should be very careful about doing this because it would be very easy to take advantage of it. Now, even the New York Times at the time wrote articles, many of them, about how dangerous male voting was. But of course, this year under COVID, it's the first time that they have um, mass mail-in votes and it certainly was very, very easy to manipulate. And in fact, in um, 2018, Trump suspected this might happen and there was a law passed where if there was any interference in, by companies or etc. in the election that their um, property could be confiscated. So very, very interesting law because he knew that or that this was likely to happen. Now, I'm not sure if many of you saw 
over the last couple of days, uh, the big tech having to appear before Senate and asked about how they censored so much of what was going on um, before and during the election, particularly about the Hunter Biden laptop and Joe Biden, this whole thing. The Washington Post uh, did an article, Miranda Devine, and they blacklisted it. You couldn't repeat it. You, Even the Washington Post couldn't repeat it. And so it was actually quite funny to watch Senator Ted Cruz, and there was one other, or a couple of them, but one guy was particularly good. He called them robber barons, like the big oil um, Rockefeller uh, family, starting from Papa Rockefeller, back in the late 1800s and 1900s, where they had such a monopoly and their power was supreme. So every time he asked uh, Dorsey or Zuckerberger, um, you know, direct questions, can you tell me a yes or no? For example, there was a whistleblower who said that there is a list of people who basically have been censored and... You know, um, this is a list that is shared between um, Facebook, Twitter and Google. And can you tell me if this is true? And I think it was um, Zuckerberger who does, oh, well, I don't know anything about that, blah, blah. And um, yes, our people could talk to each other and rah, rah. So he said, can you send me that list? Oh, but I did, did. Yes or no? Can you send me that list? Uh, but, uh, 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 I'll take that as a no. And there were so many questions that the two of them, that absolutely vague... Um, I mean, these are the heads of these companies, and they didn't know anything. It was just absolutely ridiculous. They looked pathetic, and they certainly didn't answer yes or no um, for anything. The whistleblower made it plain that... Facebook can follow you even when you're not on Facebook and when you're turned off and everything you do, every message that comes into you, you are being followed. Now, we know that, but it's not uh, very nice to have it confirmed. Now, um, there's a very funny clip on YouTube. You might have seen it. It's of Joe Biden. It was just a few weeks before the election. Prophetic, but... um, I shouldn't say it's funny because it's actually serious and sad. And it was about a a minute and a half long. And he said, we have the best voter fraud team in the world. Now, I'm not sure whether he was meant to say that, but it was very funny. He did say it, and you can certainly find it. I saw it again this morning, so it's certainly out there. So, some of the things that the fraud... Okay, pushing out Republican inspectors and so that they couldn't um, see anything. And, I mean, every uh, country, um, Giuliani was quoting, even Tanzania have rules about inspectors and that they can look at these things for mail-in votes. And... You had the recount in Georgia. Well, really, it will tell us nothing because they're not actually looking and they can't look at the mail-in ballots um, properly because the envelopes have been thrown away and 
there's all sorts of things that they're really just counting what they've got. And so it's very hard to prove which ones are legal ballots. You've also got the problem with the Sharpies. Now, these are the pens, the like felt tip pens, a spiro to do a tick. There's a circle, and they were given uh, Sharpie pens, which were very wet, to colour in the circle, quite a big circle. So when the ballot went through the um, voting machine, it was still wet, and it damaged the vote. Um, couldn't see anything properly, couldn't be read properly, and this was something that was not meant to happen at all. Now, in Pennsylvania, I mentioned the 683,000 mail-in ballots that weren't inspected which really deems them null and void and they should be removed and there was only uh, two places in the whole state that did this the rest of the state did it properly now for example also if you made a mistake on your ballot paper in um, Philadelphia or Pittsburgh you were rung and you were allowed to change that ballot and come in um, but the Re- Republicans weren't given that right. Now, one plaintiff, a Republican, failed to put um, the ballot in the secure envelope inside, and he just put it inside the ballot uh, box, and it was cast aside because it made it invalid because it broke the privacy of the vote. Now, we've just gone past 3 o'clock, Divine Mercy time, so we're just going to do a shortened version of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Now, you don't have to be a Catholic to um, follow along with this and get great graces while you're listening. It's a wonderful prayer. Our Lord gave it to St. Faustina, the Polish nun, and he said that when somebody prays it for the dying and with the dying, he promised to stand between them and the just judge as a merciful saviour. Now that's a wonderful uh, encouragement. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into to the dead. On the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. 
For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Now, they talk about that there was a glitch and 6,000 votes switched from Trump to Biden. Now, computer programmers will tell you there's no such thing as a glitch. A computer will do what it's programmed to do. And so the Dominion... uh, voting machines are now have been recognized in this last couple of weeks with the forensic study which has been going on that they have got a backdoor system which makes it very very easy for someone who knows what they're doing in the code etc to be able to go in and to manipulate the system for example one analyst in the UK said that she was looking at this and seeing that people had voted two, three, and four times. There was all sorts of things happening. Now, the software, um, this is not American. The voting machines are Canadian. The votes were counted in Venezuela, in Germany, and Spain. Now, why is that? This is a U.S. election. Something really, really odd there. Dominion voting machines were actually... Um, invented to produce voter fraud. It started with Hugo Chavez in Venezuela and there is an affidavit to that point because one of the military leaders in his team saw this happening, knew exactly um, and he has provided an affidavit to this fact. One of the things that the Dominion uh, voting uh, machines can do, it's called Um, a drag and drop function where you can drag votes from one candidate and give it to the other candidate or you can simply um, delete them outright and put them in the trash. Now that's not a glitch, that's something that's been programmed. As I said last week, if the US goes down to communism you know, pity help us. You've already got President-elect Biden Uh, saying what he's going to do. He's going to lock the whole country down. Um, He's going to mandatory masks, etc. And he's got people around him like AOC. Now, that lady is such a militant. You know, they're talking about having lists of people who are Trump workers, supporters, and my goodness, you really need to to listen to what's happening in the States. But, of course, you're not going to hear it through mainstream media. Um, There's another channel, Newsmax. I really recommend that you go there. And they have 
the up-to-date information that's what's happening. You won't get it in mainstream media, and that's why I am speaking out on my little radio program. Time has gone, as usual, and uh, please tune in next week, and we'll see what's happened in the election. Thank you.